The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Project Shadow, episode number 583. My name is Charlie, but you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. I'm currently working on a new book called Labyrinth of Souls. You can read all about that, including the, the draft chapters over at ashdancer.com, and I'm having a lot of fun writing it. I really am. And I can't wait to get back into doing more of it today. Hopefully I'll have chapter two finished later this week. It's only going to be a five-chapter story. It's going to be a short one, kind of like the Liquid Sky books. But you know, I have heard that you guys really enjoy the shorter books that I do. I'm also working on a longer book, but we'll talk about that more around time. So how's everybody doing today? I'm really happy with every with the way things are working using Anchor to record the podcast. I hope you guys are happy with it as well. It gives me time to think things through and to be able to actually deliver a podcast to you every day, like we used to do back before life became oh so hectic and everything ran away. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who's been si- signing up and following us over on Anchor, and thank you for the applause, because those really do help. Spread the word and let us know, let people know what you like. It lets me know what you like. So thank you for that. Today is one of those days where I've been thinking a lot about the stupidest concept in the world, and that's usefulness. Being useful is what you're doing useful. Is it helpful? Is it a good thing for the world? And I go through cycles about this, and I've been going through it a lot with the podcast lately. Because back in the day, when we had a team working with us to help put the podcast together, we did a lot of news, we did a lot of reviews, we really did a whole shebang. And in the intervening years, there are a lot of other podcasts that cropped up that are doing that exact same thing, that are following that exact same model. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I can think of one podcast out there that is has basically done all of our old segments. Like, they still do all of our old segments, and more power to them. And I really want to be doing something different with this so that you have a reason to listen to us and to me. And I say us because I like to think that Brian's on the show even on days when he's not. Um, <laughs> but the question of usefulness becomes a really strange one when you start thinking about it in connection with the work that you do. And it is one of the least helpful questions you can ask, even though it's the one you're told to ask most often. Like, if you go and read any blog on blogging, any book on writing, any thing on podcasting, if you listen to people who talk about how you're supposed to get things done and attract an audience and do all of those things... The first thing they tell you to think about is, how are you going to be useful to your audience? And I don't think that that is helpful. 
Because being useful simply means that you are a tool. I don't want to be a tool. And I don't think any of you all do either. And it's a question that is fairly inane when you start branching it out into some of the aspects that it tends to get applied to. How is Harry Potter Potter useful to me? It's entertaining. I enjoy it. Yeah, there are some life lessons that you can get out of the book, but I, I wouldn't call it useful. Or to go one of my favorite movie ser- series, the Aliens movies. How are those useful in any way, shape, or form other than as diversions? They're, they're entertaining films. They're fun. They're a little spooky, a little scary, a little jumpy. How is that useful? And I think when you focus on the use of the content that you create or the work that you do rather than the quality or the earnestness or the authenticity of what it is that you're doing, you're actually robbing those that you're working for of the best that you could offer. Because it doesn't matter how useful this podcast is. If I'm going to continue doing it, I need to get something out of it. I need to enjoy it. I need to have fun doing it. I need to bring something of myself to it. And for you to keep listening, you need to get something out of it. Yeah, you need to enjoy it. You need to find something of yourself in it or what have you. But that's not the same thing as being useful. I mean, I could turn this podcast into writing tips. I could turn this podcast into just sci-fi news. And in the past, it's been both of those things. And the audience has fluctuated accordingly, and my interest in it has fluctuated accordingly. Because that's focusing on the wrong end of the stick. We are here. I'm talking to you. You're talking back via social media and through the call-ins feature that you can find on Anchor. Because we want to connect with each other. I'm not talking to you guys because I feel that I'm brilliant or I have something to say or because I feel like everything that I tell you is useful and productive for your life. It's because, to be honest, and I don't think a lot of podcasters are honest about this, I want to have a connection with my readers. I want to have a connection with the people that I am writing for. And hopefully you want to have that connection with me. I don't know. Hopefully that helps you in your life. (laughs) Hope it's useful. In the world of sharing useless knowledge, I have to just go off on a tangent for a little bit here. Mountain Monsters is back. It's a show on Destination America, I think. I don't know. I get it through iTunes and watch it there. This is my guilty pleasure show of choice. It's a bunch of hillbillies running around in the woods, trying to find monsters. It is over the top. It is put forward as if it were a reality show. And they, they've gone after everything from hellhounds to sheep squatch. And over the last couple seasons, they focused in on Bigfoot. They're going to prove that the Sasquatch is real in the Appalachian Mountains. And I cannot get enough of the show. I, I really can't. I don't know what I can say to convince you to watch the show. I don't know, maybe it's the fact that the head of the team's named 
Trapper and the greatest character on the show is named Huckleberry. Yeah, his name's Huckleberry, and he is amazing. He is wonderful. I, I, I can't get enough of the show. Especially since they added this B-plot about a rogue team that's been dogging them for the last couple seasons. And, oh my goodness, the confrontation is real. The first episode is out for the season, and <laughs> they're facing down with the rogue team. If if you enjoy drama, if you enjoy spooky things happening in the woods, if you like laughing, it, it is just a fun, dumb show. It, it will not change your life. It will not cure diseases. It will not teach you anything other than how to laugh and how to have fun and how not to take things too seriously. It, it is turn your brain off, enjoy Buck and Huckleberry and Jeff... Poor Jeff. Like, everybody else has got a cool name. It's Trapper, Buck, and Huckleberry, and Jeff. Um, you know, running through the woods, going crazy on stuff. The traps. Oh, my goodness, the traps. The, the, most of the episodes revolve around them figuring out how to set up a trap to catch whatever they're after. Like I said, the last couple seasons, it's been exclusively about hunting the Sasquatch. I love this show with an unashamed passion. It it is it is utterly horrible. It is utter dreck. I I I I cannot speak to its qualities other than it is just fun. And it might be because I grew up in the Ozarks partially as a kid and I grew up in the Appalachians in Maryland and I've run around in the woods and had adventures out in the woods doing a lot of this stuff and a lot of my friends have been hillbillies and rednecks growing up most of my family are hillbillies and rednecks and that's what i get out of it because it does remind me of a lot of people i know but oh my goodness it is such a fun show if you have not checked it out definitely check it out i would say you know get yourself a season they're not that expensive um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I know of no place that it's just streaming to watch. But it is worth the deep dive. It is a binge-worthy show. You just put it on and enjoy the hillbillies running through the woods, chasing monsters, and often hurting themselves in the process. It, it It's... <sighs> Some people have their real housewives. Ah... I love this show. I, I make no bones about it having any realism to it whatsoever, and I really don't care. If you have not seen an episode of Mountain Monsters, you have you have to. If nothing else, go go to iTunes or whatever your favorite store is to buy digital content. In season one, this is what hooked me. Go to season one, get their episode on Sheep Squatch. Oh my goodness. They're, they're chasing a giant sheep man that kills people in the woods. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if it doesn't just knock you on the floor laughing, okay, I'm sorry. Wasted a little bit of your time. Not the show for you. But if, if you, if you're like me and you enjoy monster shows and people just running around being crazy, definitely check it out. Mountain Monsters, Season 5. Go! 
Jude Law has been cast to play young Dumbledore in the next film in the Fantastic Beasts Somewhere to Find Them series. I, I, I want to squee. I want to squee for a couple reasons. One, I think Jude Law is a really good actor. I think he'll do a great job with the part. I'm excited by that. But also because of the casting of this. He does kind of look like a young Michael Cambone who played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. So that's really exciting that they actually not only went for a big name actor, but they found one who looks like, you know, looks similar to the actor who he's, who previously played the character that he is playing. That's a hard sentence to get out. I didn't think they were going to bring Dumbledore in this early. I really didn't. We were talking about this the other day around the house. And I figured that he would be brought in in the third or fourth movie as we're getting closer and closer to the infamous duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. With them bringing him in now, knowing that this movie, I believe, is supposed to be set in Paris and London, I wonder what this Dumbledore is going to be like. We know this is the period of time when he was a Transfigurations professor at Hogwarts. So we are dealing with a more mature Dumbledore than I think a lot of people would like to see if the movies had started earlier with young Dumbledore. And we had gotten the story of him and Grindelwald and what happened to his sister. I do wonder, though, if... In seeing this movie, with Dumbledore being cast, is Ava Forth going to be cast? That would be an interesting thing to see if we could... One of the things that they could do that would make me really excited is to see more of the incidents that came between the Dumbledore brothers. Because we know they fell out over what happened around their sister... And maybe we'll get more information about that. But I almost feel like there had to be something else because Ava Forth, uh, he, he, hmm. the things he said about his brother leads me to believe that he felt that he had been betrayed on numerous occasions by Dumbledore and not just one big one. But that's just me reading between the lines in the books. I'm really curious to find out what you guys think about this. What do you think Dumbledore is going to be doing in the series? What do you think about Jude Law being cast to play young Dumbledore? I mean, this, I think, is perfect casting. I, I'm still, still shaky about the casting for Grindelwald because I haven't really liked Johnny Depp in anything in a really long time. But I'm holding out hope because I, I have memories of loving Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands and a lot of stuff he did in his early career. And I bring up Edward Scissorhands because it's, I think, one of the only Johnny Depp movies I still watch from time to time. I do really love that movie, though. But the chemistry between those two on set together, that kind of excites me. I think they would play off of each other really well. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Let me know either in the comments on projectshadow.com or through social media or call in on Anchor and share your opinion because I think this is huge. If they're getting Jude Law 
Oh, what, what is this story gonna be? What, hmm, I can't wait for more. This drip, drip, drip is gonna drive me crazy. You know how I am about this stuff. It just, it, it drives me nuts. But I'm, hmm, hmm. I have devolved into nothing but incoherent sound. Yeah. Sounds like something I would do. The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.